Good morning and welcome to the third titled White Shoes Weight Compaction. My name is Martin Fuller and I am the head of my business here at Veolia in the UK. That's what I'm doing when I'm not doing this. Um, and today I'm going to be talking to uh, an old friend of mine, Daniel Parsons, Managing Director of Capital Compactors and Bailers. Um, compaction is a slightly different topic to the ones we've gone through previously, but one that I hope you are going to find interesting, useful and um, informative. Now, many of you may not be sure what compaction is, and you may have questions about what types of ways can be compacted, other things. Is your business suitable, and should you be considering compaction? Well, Daniel's going to help us, and he's going to be shedding some light on the topic with me over the next 20. Uh, Daniel, I'd like you to introduce yourself, if you can, in sort of about you and a little bit about the company you work for. Firstly, thank you for inviting me today to talk about waste compaction and bailing. Um, my name is Daniel Parsons. I'm a Managing Director of Capital Compactors, and I've been in the waste industry myself for over 20 years, um, where I've met Martin and uh, his colleagues before. Um, for the last eight years, I've headed up a, a team of nearly 80 people across the UK, um, from field service engineers on the road, to a design team and manufacturing plant in Barnsley, just north of Sheffield, that produces uh, waste compaction equipment and balers for the commercial waste industry. Um, in the UK, um, we're one of the leading, uh, a bit of a dying trend in the UK in terms of manufacturing, but uh, we are bucking the trend and uh, supplying you know, um, the vast majority of what goes out of our door ourselves. Very proud and uh, happy to answer your questions today. Uh, that's great, Daniel. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm not going to make any comment about Yorkshire Company being the best sort of company, um, but um, it is probably, although uh, honestly, it's not quite what it's filled everything in the world. Um, I'm just trying to you know, reduce the audience here by uh, limiting it to people. West Yorkshire. Um, that, the first thing I think I'd to people watching listening what actually is compaction and What types of compaction are available to them? You know, is it is there much more to it? clients open to in terms of suggestions about cutting their labour costs, especially in today's climate where you know cheap labour um, isn't available anymore, um, and you know people are very sort of 
switched on to sort of you know saving money where possible um and in the best way of doing that is to look at you know what's going out the back door as such in terms of waste and you know their recyclable materials and you know we, we, we did in terms so generally speaking most people would have heard of static waste compactors whereby you bolt the machine to the floor it stays there placed into a container from veolia um, again that can be loaded by hand wheelie bin conveyor um, grab a truck, you know, food establishments that got dough labs inside the building will go outside into the dough labs, into the compactor. Um, and generally for dry materials, because obviously the container from Veolia is there. Um, but, you know, someone like a shopping center or clinical waste might move into portable compactors where, you know, they're, they're keeping all the liquid, you know, the small amount of liquid within the container. Obviously not getting into trouble with it going down the road. So, into balers, you know, vertical balers, manual processing what it does, but obviously benefits to sort of small to medium customers, squashing commodities in terms of paper, cardboard, tin cans, plastic bottles, etc. Um, it bails it into a cube. Um, the bigger the cube, the better it is, and the more dense the bale is. Um, you know, it's certainly moved on from you know sort of what it used to be, you know, there has to be a certain size, has to be a certain weight ratio. And when you put it onto a stand trailer, you want maximum weight going on that stand trailer. So um, it certainly has changed. It certainly has evolved. Um, and then we go into semi-automatic, taking some of the labor out, up to 75% of the labor out compared to vertical bailing. Um, the machine kind of starts and stops on itself. Um, and then we go into fully automatic, ideal for backhauling distribution centers, you know, recyclers like yourself at a higher level, yes, fully automatic bailers all day long, but we're seeing, you know, um, significant um, number of requests coming through commercially um, because of e-commerce, you know, it's, um, you know, a lot of materials now getting backhauled to one central location or multiple sites across the UK and uh, fully automatics, uh, you know, certainly paving the way in terms of cost reduction um, not the cheapest of machines outlay initially, but, um, you know, in some cases paying back within the first 12 months of having it on site, uh, you, know, you know, very exciting times ahead. That's, that's an impressive uh, stat. I, I wasn't expecting to hear that you could, you know, I guess with the right materials and the right solution, yes, you'll get that payback term. So that's right. But what sort of compaction ratios are out there now? You know, are they much improved over the years or is it pretty much what it's always been well you know it depends on the material that the, that, that would be presented with you can you can go from anything from sort of three to one four to one general flat bag waste and then moving up to ten to one depending on um you know the sort of the level of material that's being thrown into a say a bulk loader um but you know if you look at polystyrene 50 to one you know it's uh it all depends on the material that's coming through. You know, it's, um, you know, that's what uh, the ability to do a site audit with a client, um, especially sort of, you know, anything really from small, medium and large producers, you know, looking at the opportunities that are there because, you know, compacting and bailing equipment start from a few thousand pounds and go up to half a million pounds. So there's, there's almost a price bracket for everybody. Um, there is a compaction ratio for everybody as well. Um, sometimes it's just 
nice, cheap, easy, you know, tidy up the site, get it into a bale, get it into a compactor. And other times it's about more thought provoking. How can you get the material to maximize the revenue later on down the line? And, you know, we're seeing this, um, you know, a lot more, you know, obviously that material has got a value, you know, how do we, how do we get the best out of it? You know, and less movements, less truck movements, um yeah it's um yeah there, there is a system generally for everybody it's not for everybody entirely but you know i think um you know we've, we've proved over the years working in partnership with the earlier um you know a good solid robust site or the and establishing what waste materials are there and what what can be done with it thanks daniel so to summarize what we're saying that the benefits are that you reduce the the, the volume which means you can then fit more waste, if you like, into a, a, a fixed volume. That then helps you uh, reduce the number of movements, optimize the weight of, if it's bales onto a, onto a trailer, mm. it allows you to, um, you mentioned about the labor element there, so there's a, a labor saving. And also the one that I like and that I hadn't really thought about, just how much tidier a site looks with the compaction yeah, so, unit on there. There's the aesthetics there, isn't there? And I wonder if there's any more benefits there. Yeah, well, you know, you, you go into a site and, you know, um, not taking everything away from a, a Veolia point of view, but sometimes, you know, lots of multiple bins around the site, you know, the site has become, um, you know, uh, and, you know, maybe hasn't really sort of reviewed it over the years, you know, and um, kind of established, you know, you know, the bins get moved about, there's a time of motion bit there. Um, you know, and a lot of our clients, you know, which we share with yourself, you know, they've got big customers themselves. You know, they turn up, they want to see a site that's clean and tidy. Yes, they would like to see material being bailed. Um, do they want to see bins here dotted, dotted about from the customer? Probably not. You know, um, there's a there's a safety element. There's a there's a kind of materials flying about. You know, if you were next door to an airport, you'd have FODs issue, but you know, generally, why should it be, you know, why should it just be someone that's next to an airport? It should be everybody, you know, you walk into a site, driving into the car park. No, no, exactly. So, you know, being able to contain that waste into a compactor, you know, we see this with hospitals, you know, generally hospitals are open to the public, um, you know, and they're, they're looking for ways to secure their waste, which, you know, it can be general waste, it can be um, clinical aspects to it. Be able to contain it into a compactor that's lockable, key coded, um, and not be able to access it through the cage with top hats on. You know, it's coming from bespoke design, you know, and I think we find ourselves in a unique position in the UK whereby we can we can design, we can manufacture, we have got UK suppliers, you know, for key components. And, um, mm. you know, we're bound to supply that bit of kit because um, very rarely do we supply, you know, the same machine day in, day out. Yes, you know, there, there are standard bits of kit out there, of course, but um, we're finding a lot more now that customers are being very kind of you know, demanding and quite rightly so. You know, they, they want the best out there, their compaction. They want the best safety features. Um, they want an image, you know. You know, now we, you know, we get branding on on compaction units, um, you know, it's, 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 all, it's all about sort of making that aware, awareness, making that statement. Um, and if you've got a clean, tidy, you know, invested in site, they want to see, 
you know, a tidy waste area. So yeah, it helps massively. Oh, that's great. Um, we, we've talked about a few of the materials, you know, um, polystyrene you've mentioned, you've mentioned paper, you've mentioned card, um, general waste, I'm imagining plastics. Um, is there anything that, if you told me we, we compact this, you're going to make me a little bit surprised, and a little bit shocked, and maybe, you know, educate me on what exactly can you compact? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I do struggle to, you know, think of something that wouldn't, you know, compact or bail. You know, if you think of a uh, scrap metal um, merchant as such, they are bailing essentially cars. Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong, we're not into that market, but if you think about something on that significant level, um, generally speaking, I am struggling to think of something that couldn't be compacted or bailed. You know, we're, we're bailing tires for the tire industry. Um, you know, it's significant, you know, mattresses. We just got into a uh, contract with Veolia, um, whereby we were looking at compaction and bailing, and we stumbled across a unique solution whereby you could extract the oil from um, food oil um, from uh, packaging. So there was, a, there was a, almost like a two-win situation there. Not only did we go in with a compaction and bailing opportunity, but through, um, through our partners and expertise, we, we, we came across a very lucrative oil extraction from paper. So it's kind of a win-win really, you know, be able to get the expertise from, you know, waste management company and then obviously the equipment side of things. Um, yeah, there is some very quick wins and there's some, you know, sort of thought-provoking ideas and solutions out there. I absolutely love this idea of, of of compaction not just being a process but actually a treatment process a recovery process and you're absolutely right you know you know absolute applause and and uh, congratulations to the team involved in, in working on that solution for the customer you know it's a i guess it's an example of ecological transformation in, in a way you know it's it's taking what would have been happening anyway but finding an extra reason to do it, an environmental benefit for it, and and you know I think that's that's a great example there, and I'm 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 really really pleased that we've done that. Um, and I guess you know you're right. You use the word lucrative. Yeah, there's a a financial return there that, that is a benefit um, that I'm sure you can use to offset the cost of the material. But um, for those people who are listening and, and and are beginning to think, well, okay, we've got a lot of waste material, and it sounds like you can compact it. How does the cost modeling sort of work for a compaction unit? Can you give us a, a minute or so on that, just so people have it in their minds how to, to think about this in terms yeah, of cost? As I mentioned earlier, you know, prices can range from a couple of thousand pounds worth of investment up to half a million pounds. Um, and it, no matter what the budget is from a customer's perspective, a couple of thousand pounds is just as much as it is half a million pounds. So what we tend to find the best approach is working with Veolia in terms of site audits, establishing what the waste volumes have been over the last 12 to 36 months. And see some clients have suffered during the you know, pandemic, you know, volumes have decreased, some have increased. Um, and then trying to work out what the volumes are going to be like for the next three, five, seven years. Because any sort of investment from a customer perspective you know, from an accountant point of view, they want to depreciate the equipment. You know, whether they want to buy the equipment with extended service and warranty throughout the term, or if they want to lease rent, um, you know, there, there's a number of financial op you know, options out there, which, you know, our, ourselves and the Olio will you know, present to the customer 
but it's about establishing what's right or wrong. Um, it's not for everybody, you know, it may well be um, the, the compaction or bailing isn't financially viable, but it may well be that it's, uh, you know, it's a cost benefit in terms of labour. So we are seeing probably, you know, a buck in the trends, well, I just want to save lots of money in terms of transport and tonnage, um, to now sort of, you know, maybe a combination of things. It's about a clean site, it's about a tidy site, it's about time and motion, um, you know, in terms of labour, how are you getting the material moved from A to B? Um, and then not just from a transport afterwards wise, it's about around the distribution center or the factory, you know, it's about how they sort of change that waste from waste to maybe a commodity, you know, they could pull the stream out, they could bail it. Um, you know, there's, as you well know, there's, you know, where there's, you know, there's a product there it's probably got a revenue to it and if you can uh, if you can get enough of that enough of it out um and then manipulate the way it's being collected um yeah there's, there's certainly gains to be made everywhere so yeah um yeah. so in terms of you know financial point of view there, there, there is budgets for everybody and then there's options in terms of purchase lease rent yeah uh, I, daniel you gave us quite a lot there to, to to take in and I'm just going to try and summarize it and uh, uh, I've got one more question for you then I, I think I think I've got one more question it could be three let's see how I how I get this summarized in my own head but effectively compaction yes you've got the financial incentive to do it in terms of it can help you uh, uh, achieve more revenue things like that but what I heard there an awful lot more of was softer benefits and probably more important benefits really in the longer term. Would you, and this is my final question then, is, is compaction sustainable? Is it what we need to be doing and what we need to be looking at? And should people, I think you use the phrase, you know, pull the cord uh, and get on with compaction, not just for financial reasons, but for ecological transformation, for sustainable reasons? Um, like I said, it's not for everybody, but for the vast majority there is uh, there is the options out there from um bailing in small bales to tidy the site up um you know uh, pollution control on site you know be able to contain waste in the sealed unit um they, they, you know there's options for everybody and I, I you know i'd strongly advise you know anybody sort of you know medium to large producers of waste um to you know look at you know options of compacting waste whether it's for a static or portable and then looking at ways to you know, uh, maximize the revenue of their commodities by bailing it. Um, so it's not for everybody, but we, we are finding in, you know, in this current climate, coming out of uh, a pandemic, looking at ways to you know, um, improve um, the bottom line. Um, generally speaking, yes, compactors and bailers um, fit as a, you know, as a bolt-on to a you know, dust cart service or a roll-on service that Veolia does day in, day out. Um, it's um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a good combination. So, yeah. Thank you, Daniel, and thanks for uh, so, you know, some great answers there, and, and opening my eyes certainly to uh, what I thought compaction was and could do. To, to uh, I we have to leave it there in terms of our time together. Um, but before I do that, I'd just like to make you aware of our next LinkedIn Live session, which will be Thursday, the 7th of July at 10 a.m. 
And I'm going to be speaking to Andrew Brown from the uh, Veolia Environmental Trust. If you don't know what the Veolia Environmental Trust is, I'm not going to spoil it now. I recommend you uh, join us on Thursday the 7th and I will tell you all about them along with Andrew Brown. Thank you very much, everybody, and goodbye.